everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the, I don't know, I, what am I saying? The I Don't Know Diaries. Today, I think we're on about episode five, and this is actually a pretty impromptu episode because I just, I've been kind of going through a tough time today, and I think I just stopped crying about five minutes ago and decided that the best way for me to kind of collect myself and reflect on things is to encompass it all inside a podcast episode and I feel like what I'm about to speak about might resonate with a lot of people and might be a bit of an eye-opening thing for a lot of you because it definitely was for me. It was very revealing of my own character and it was kind of painful to to realize some of the things that I did and let me explain so today's episode is going to be about friendships and how you are fully capable of being a bad friend and I feel like a lot of us kind of disregard that or dismiss it or we don't come to that realization soon enough and we put the blame on the other side for losing touch or for not having as strong of a bond as before or not hanging out, not staying in contact. I feel like in terms of friendship, we oftentimes don't want to put the fault on ourselves and it kind of is in relation to last week's episode about how we like to feel sorry for ourselves and we like to victimize ourselves because it's easier to accept that other people are wronging you as opposed to the fact that you are a flawed individual yourself and that you're capable of being the bad guy sometimes. So yeah, I'm going to preface this episode by saying that I've been a pretty bad friend to a lot of people in my life, especially in the past year. I've kind of grown this sense of entitlement in a way when I don't deserve it. And let me kind of dive deeper into that. So I feel as a lot of people and a lot of us have this kind of dilemma in regards to reaching out to people and making plans with others it's um it's kind of like related to the concept of don't water dead plants. So how many of you have felt like if you didn't message somebody first or you didn't initiate conversation or initiate a hangout first with a specific person that there would simply be no relationship at all? That if you stop texting them, if you stop calling them, if you stop trying, that they, the friendship would simply just end right then and there. I feel like a lot of us, are in that mentality and granted sometimes that is the case there are people who just simply won't reciprocate your efforts and won't reciprocate your time and those are the people where you simply just need to cut your losses but I feel like we kind of categorize a lot of people underneath that when they don't really belong there so I've recently come to the conclusion that I definitely have a sense of entitlement and I've been pinpointing a lot of people and categorizing them under that category of, you know, these dead plants, right? When they don't truly belong there. Because in reality, 
when I kind of looked back at some of the message histories with certain people and some of my friends that I, you know, honestly really, really enjoyed the company of, but I didn't expressly, expressly, explicitly let them know. I didn't express that to them. I can see in the past message history my my faults and my mistakes quite clearly. It's very eye-opening and it's also shocking in a way because when you're feeling sorry for yourself and when you feel as though you're, you know, you're the victim and people don't want to hang out with you or if you don't put in the effort, nobody will talk to you. When you're stuck in that kind of mindset, you believe that the fault is completely from the other side and that you've done everything that you can to maintain this friendship and you've just been met with nothing in return. When I looked back at the message history for for some of these people, I saw that I really, a lot of the times they were also trying to engage with me. They were trying to initiate conversation with me and I had spent so much time overthinking and analyzing their behavior because I would be reaching out recently, right? I would be trying to speak with them um, like the past month or so, whatnot, and trying to talk to them. And I would be met with like responses that were different than how they were prior. And I would analyze that behavior and I would be like, why are they acting differently? Why are they treating me differently? Why are they, you know, responding to me differently? The dynamic has changed. But you have to realize that the change in their behavior could simply just be a result of a change in yours. And when I look back at the message history, I saw that they had been trying to speak with me. But I, you know, as somebody who is a poor communicator and I will accept that and I know that is a big flaw of mine, I pretty much burn bridges myself. Yet, in my mind, they were the ones holding the lighter. But it was me. I reversed the roles because when I look back at the message history, I saw that I was, sometimes I didn't even respond, even though I didn't have any ill intent with it. I just simply, I see a message, sometimes I'm overwhelmed or I'm not in the right mentality to kind of give them a proper conversation, so I just don't respond. And they don't, they aren't mind readers. Our friends or the people around us aren't mind readers, They don't know what you're thinking if you don't express that to them. If you don't tell them how you're feeling or you don't tell them why you do the things that you do, obviously, they're humans as well. And if you think you overthink, they probably overthink as well. That's just human nature to kind of paint false narratives or paint a picture based off of the limited information that they have, right? So if from their side, they see that you aren't responding, even though you may be like having a valid mental health reason or you just, you know, may not be feeling well or you may just be extremely busy, whatnot. If you don't tell that to them, they don't know. And they are likely also going to think of the worst case scenario as well, because that's what you do, right? You think of the worst case scenario and you just prepare for the worst. And they're probably doing the exact same thing. And I feel like a lot of my friendships that have kind of fizzled off, it's the consequences of my own actions. Granted, the reason why I'm a poor communicator is due to a multitude of different things that may not always be my, like, my fault, really. Like, if it's, like, mental health or if it's, 
you know, just simply being forgetful. It may not be ill intentions, but the fact of the matter is that I don't go back and I don't tell them why I did that or I don't explain my actions or I don't explain my absence. That is something that is completely my fault and that is something that ruins friendships because... If you, you don't tell people how you feel or what's going on in your life, like I said, they're going to assume the worst. They're going to assume that you don't want to talk to them. I mean, that's just the standard, you know, response or the standard way to think when somebody is just continuously not responding to your messages or ghosting you or giving you dry responses or responding days and days and days later when they're tweeting or on Instagram or whatever. Like, that's how you would think if someone did that to you, right? And I kind of, I guess... All of this comes from that like childhood saying that we had like treat others the way that you would want to be treated because I didn't I clearly didn't take that to heart and I didn't use that saying well in my life because now that I'm on the other side now that I've realized the mistakes that I've made and my you know taking accountability for what I've done to to hurt the friendship or to put a strain on the relationship it's like, wow, this is like not completely my fault, but I definitely had a big part in this, right? It's like, it's so easy to feel sorry for yourself and be like, why aren't they talking to me? Why don't they care about me? Why don't they reach out to me first? All of that. But it's, it's a two-way street. Friendship and any relationship is a two-way street. They have no idea what you're thinking. And same way, you have no idea what they're thinking. So when you're thinking all of these negative thoughts and all of these like, they hate me, they don't want to spend time with me, they think I'm a nuisance, they think I'm annoying, all of that stuff, the other side probably thinks the same thing. It's human nature to just go for the negatives and be self-deprecating, right? So once you realize that you may have, you know, subjected them to that kind of, like mental torture, it may make more sense as to why you're not getting your effort reciprocated now. Because that's the thing, right? It's it's more so like a, for me, it's, you don't realize what you have until it's gone. I'm just saying all of these like cheesy sayings, but they really do have impactful meanings, especially in my life right now. But I'll be thinking back like, hey, I haven't talked to this person in a while and I really miss spending time with them. I really miss talking to them and I really want to catch up. And, you know, to, to me, right, not talking to someone consistently may not be the biggest defining factor in a friendship because that's just how I am, right? My opinions and my care and my love for somebody doesn't really falter if I don't speak to them continuously I still treat them the same way as if we had been talking every single day I still see them in such a like a positive light as I've always seen them even if I haven't spoken to them in a while because I know from my side I'm not great at responding in a timely manner but that doesn't change you know the level of friendship or care that I have for them on my side but it's 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 irrational to believe that other people think the same way other people require constant communication they require being able to speak to their friend or see their friend on a regular basis people are different in what they need in friendships 
And friendship is completely a two-way street. So if you aren't able to meet their needs, it's not their fault if they cut you off or if they drift away because why would they do something that is, you know, harming them, right? If, if they're seemingly trying to put in all this time and effort into you and maybe you have different friendship styles and you don't communicate those different friendship styles, it's just more damaging for them because they feel like, you know, they're, they, they're speaking with somebody that who doesn't simply doesn't even care, right? And I feel like a lot of my friends may have felt that way about me. I know they have, uh, especially at the beginning of the quarantine. I actually got into a pretty big fight with a close friend of mine at the time because I was going through a period of severe depression due to the pandemic and being in social isolation because I'm the type of person that I have to distract myself, whether it's by continuously putting effort into school, into streaming, into extracurriculars, going out. Like, I just always need to be constantly stimulated and have a distraction or else my mental health takes a toll on me. But obviously, with the start of the pandemic, everything was closed. I was forced to be inside my house with no friends, not able to see anybody, and that really drove me into a dark period of my life that it it was just really, really difficult for me to even have the energy to get out of bed. Like, I definitely couldn't be maintaining conversations with people, but I didn't express that to my friend at the time, and I just simply... And it's not like I pick and chose who I was speaking to or who I was communicating with. I simply just stopped speaking to everybody. And if you're met with a dead end, if you feel like you're talking to a wall, eventually you give up. Eventually it wears you down and you're like, what am I getting out of this? So we actually got into a pretty big argument about how she felt like it was a completely one-sided friendship and I wasn't communicating what was going on in my life and why I was acting the way that I was. And all of her concerns and all of her arguments were completely valid. And that was the first time I kind of realized that, hey, I'm, I'm also capable of being a bad friend. And just because there were instances in my past where people may have been bad to me, like in high school... I I knew some of these girls and when they were, you know, their friendship was basically, it's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. I need to stop using these cheesy lines, but it was true. It was like, it was bullying disguised as friendship. I felt criticized every single day in their presence and I was more upset than I was happy, but it was hidden under the guise of, hey, we're friends and we're just trying to help you out. So because I've had all these negative experiences with people that honestly, like, At that point, the fault was more on them than me because, I mean, it was just a very toxic environment. Because of the past, I may have become delusional and thought that I was incapable of being a bad friend as well. And those past experiences may have also taken a toll on me as well, where I probably put in less effort now into friendships for the fear of getting hurt. And if I put in less effort, it'd be easier to walk away if need be, right? So all of that comes into play here and I forgot that I was also capable of being a dick and not being a good friend to somebody. And that's just, that's how it is. And it's, it's nobody's fault 
really, especially not the other side, if they want, they choose to walk away or they choose to distance themselves because they feel as though they're not gaining anything from this. It's like they're wasting their time because you're not, you're not reciprocating any of the effort. I mean, I mean, it's like particularly my situation. My friend felt like I wasn't reciprocating any of the effort and I wasn't even, you know, she, she thought I didn't care enough to even be transparent with her and tell her my mental health issues and it took that fight for me to be more open with her and explain why I was, I've been bad at communicating and why I've been bad at staying in touch. So you see how when you really look back on it, you see that you are also a flawed individual. And a lot of the stuff, it's probably, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know everybody's situation, but I'm just kind of talking about my own, but a lot of the stuff is just a, it's a consequence of your own actions. It's a consequence. It's karma. And I just, like I said, I feel like, like in the last episode, I mentioned how I've been in a loop of feeling sorry for myself because it's easier because I, I've always tried to pride myself in being a good person and being a nice person. Like I hold the door open for people and I offer to pay when people don't have enough money and I'll go out of my way to like, if I pick up a drunk friend, take care of people, all of that stuff, right? All of those little things, I'm like, oh, I'm a good person. But good people, or at least, or like even self-proclaimed good people, because I feel like that's totally subjective and I am definitely not the one to categorize myself as whether or not I'm a good person. But, you know, for the sake of just me saying this, but good people can do bad things, right? And I have to recognize that even though I try to be a quote-unquote good person in my everyday life, I can still mess up and I can hurt people's feelings without even realizing it. Because something as simple as me, like on, on my side, right? Like I forgot to message somebody back or I just didn't have the energy or I was sad that day and I felt like, it would be better if I didn't message someone back. Like, I have a justification, right? If I'm like, oh, I'm having a really bad mental health day and I don't think I can give this person a good conversation and I feel like I would just project my negative emotions onto them. That's why I'm not responding, right? That's like a justification for why I'm not saying anything or why I'm not responding to them. But they don't know that, right? If I don't tell them, how are they supposed to know if you don't communicate your feelings? So to them, it's just like, it, it's like they're just straight up being ignored. And that is the worst feeling in the world. And I know that. And yet I still subjected people to that for days on end because like what the initial message, right? I'll see it that day. And then I'm going to be honest, I forget or I respond in my head and then I forget to respond until days later. Or if the message gets old enough, it gets a couple days old, I'm too embarrassed to respond. But do you know how bad that makes somebody feel? I know how bad it makes me feel when somebody doesn't respond to me, even for like a few hours or a few minutes because I'm dramatic like that. But yet I subject other people to that as well. And I don't even think about it because I'm like, in my heart, I know it's not coming from a bad place. Like I'm not intentionally trying to ignore them. And I have no bad feelings or dislikings toward them if anything I really really care about these people but like no one's a mind reader no one can read your mind and people just assume the worst because if somebody were to ignore me 
for days and then I see them like posting on social media or like making tweets or like talking with other people and all of that stuff or like streaming or whatever if I see their presence actively I'm gonna definitely feel like they're deliberately avoiding me and that's what I would do right it's like I would I wouldn't be able to respond to a message for whatever reason and then I would just go about my day like posting stuff because I think we all kind of agree that posting on social media liking stuff being on social media that's very mindless and I feel like you can do that on autopilot but when you're speaking to a friend especially somebody who you care about you want to give them an engaging conversation you want to fully be in it you know what I mean so being on social media or doing all this stuff that you can do on autopilot is so much easier but it's still making yourself like your presence known it's like hey look I'm on my phone I'm on my computer but and to the other side, it's like, wow, you can do all of that, but you can't respond to me. Like, am I not a priority to you? Do I not matter? And all of that stuff. That's what they're thinking. Because if someone does that same thing to you, that's what you're thinking, right? I know that's exactly what I think. And you, and because when, when people do that to me, I feel so bad. Like, it hurts my feelings so much that I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I would never do that to a person. Like, I can't believe someone would make somebody wait like that and make them so anxious and make them overthink their importance in their life like I can't believe someone would do that yet I did it I was subconsciously doing it without realizing it until I looked back and saw that was what I was doing it was so eye-opening and I felt so immensely guilty for what I've been doing and I didn't even realize it and it wasn't just like once or twice it was like there are times where I wouldn't reply to them for days and they would be trying over and over and yet I didn't see I didn't look into it you know because I would still like maintain contact with them every once in a while and that was okay with me because I'm somebody that's like I have my best friend where we can go like weeks without messaging each other but then when we message each other and we hang out it's like nothing has changed and that's just how we both are right and even in that relationship in that friendship I still haggle him about messaging me in a timely manner even though we both still share kind of similar friendship styles and it's just like not everybody thinks the same way as I do especially if I don't make it known and just seeing all of like the repeated efforts the other side had and the fact that it just like if if you looked at it from an objective perspective like that message history it'd be like wow like clearly I she's not interested in talking like me like I'm not interested in talking to them because that's what it seemed like because it like the lack of effort that kind of like obviously it's harder because it's like written messages it's not like verbalized or anything like that it's harder to decipher tone and emotion and whatnot but like from looking at that message history it's like wow I I look like a dick like I it looked like I didn't even bother or care to respond and it's like they put in this continuous effort to be met with nothing and now that I feel like I haven't had their presence in my life in a while I'm putting that effort back to try and get them back or to try and get their presence in my life again but why am I acting surprised if they've backed away because they've been trying and been getting nothing in return I shouldn't be surprised that they're on guard or they they don't feel naturally inclined to want to speak to me Because it's like, they've been trying so hard for what? I've been giving them, like, nothing. I've been giving them scraps. And then I turn around and expect them to greet me with open arms and, like, so much love when I don't deserve it. 
I feel like I really needed this kind of realization. I really needed to feel this kind of pain because, you know, that's when you, you realize things and you realize that you mess up and that there are areas for improvement. I've been a crappy friend, a terrible fucking friend, and that's just the cold hard fact and I need to accept it, right? And as much as I wish that I could be somebody that people can rely on, somebody that is there for people, a good friend, it's just not what's been happening right now. Even if I didn't mean for it to be like that, even if I didn't mean to hurt anybody, I still did. My subconscious actions probably really affected somebody and their own kind of, you know, mental image of themselves and you know, what they thought their importance was to me. Because to me, even if I don't talk to someone for a while, they're everything. They're still perfect to me. And I I still, you know, adore them. But people are different. And if I had been continuously trying to pursue somebody and just being met with absolutely nothing or the type of responses that I was giving people, I would... I would have been gone. I would have been out of there because it just it just wouldn't have seemed worth it. So I can't blame anybody for, you know, what they've done or like what they chose to do in response to my lack of communication and my lack of clarification for things. And it's it's something that it's a life lesson, right? I'm going to try my best to kind of you know, repair those bridges. I don't think that's a saying, uh, but like, I don't know, to try and fix things best I can, but I'm no, I'm in no position to judge anybody for what they feel or what they want to do in response to me being a dick of a friend. And that's just how it is. And I just recorded this all in like, you know, one take, like I, I didn't even pause because I was so passionate about this and it really kind of overwhelmed me and I needed to speak about it because it's it's realizing that you you mess up is such a harsh harsh thing because I feel like we all want to try and be the best we can be like whether it's like the best in our careers or the best in like treating people like we don't ever want to be a bad person that hurts people like unless you're like messed in the head (laughs) then I guess you're a sadist and you like to inflict pain but most of us like especially me like I want to make people happy I want to be a person of comfort I want to be a shoulder to cry on someone to rely on your bars but my behavior was not showing that it was not my behavior was truly someone that seem like very very selfish and it is selfish like that like like that sense of entitlement like I was really feeling sorry for myself I'm like poor Tina like your friends don't want to hang out with you like you're being excluded from things like people don't want to include you and then I look back and I'm like why would they want to include me if I didn't even try like if I didn't you know it's a two-way street it really really is and if you don't look at it with like a kind of impartial mindset, you're only going to see that, oh, all these people hate me, you know, because you don't want to blame yourself, you know, 
You want to be like, oh, it's everybody else's fault that I'm not being included. It's everybody else's fault that I'm not being invited places. But are you initiating things? You're probably doing it a lot less than you think. Because when you get in that mindset of like people hate me, people dislike me, and this point where you're just you're just in this state of like self-deprecation and making yourself feel bad, you see things in a completely different light than reality. Because you already have associated yourself with like be someone that like people dislike. So you start seeing like what they do, what they say as like different than what it objectively is, right? You start like overthinking things, overanalyzing things. And when you do that, you paint other people as, you know, the bad guy, right? And so nothing that you do could possibly be wrong because these people already dislike you. No, they don't. You probably just dislike yourself and you're projecting. That's just how I saw it. Or that's just what happened to me was that like I was in so many toxic friendships when I was younger and I can look back and see the toxic now even like then like I I didn't think they were I thought they were these great friendships are gonna last me forever but I was literally friends with girls that would talk crap about me behind my back in front of the entire grade and would just say mean things about me and would exclude me on purpose and would you know make me the laughing stock of a lot of things and you know, that is just, that's objectively, you know, toxic behavior. That's a situation where, you know, if I, if I was being bullied, then I really was the victim there. But because I was in those situations, I associated anybody that I've ever, like that I would ever be friends with as somebody who will ultimately one day start to hate me. And if I already have that kind of view on people, that's going to kind of like morph my entire relationship and it's gonna kind of cast like a blanket over it and I'm just gonna think of everything like that already even though that obviously when you first start to get to know somebody and you first start a friendship with somebody obviously they don't hate you right off the bat but if I already ultimately think that that's gonna be the end goal of every friendship or relationship that I have then I'm going to view everything negatively and if I'm like for me like if I if I feel like at the end they're always going to end up leaving me or hating me I'm like, wow, you know, subconsciously, I'm like, I'm not going to put the effort in because they're going to leave anyway. They're going to find a way to dislike me anyway. So what's the point, right? It's kind of like that. And, you know, just trying to distance yourself first. And then that's just like a horrible way to approach new friends. Like, why would you go into every new relationship thinking that they're they're gonna leave like if they just if they just came into your life obviously like they didn't have the intention of leaving like people don't come into your life with the intention of leaving unless it's like a player or something that's a completely different situation and not not really relevant to what I'm talking about but that kind of negative past that I had and that past trauma just really kind of painted the narrative for a lot of my friendships and it made me view a lot of people as bad people just because I used to be friends with bad people, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not really in the <laughs> the right headspace to be articulating my thoughts correctly, so I hope, like, this gibberish word vomit is, is making sense, but you know what I mean? Like, because of my past trauma and how people have treated me, I assume that everybody is going to treat me the same way from then going forward. It's just you know, my brain's wired that way now because of 
years of kind of being in that negative environment. And it's, it's unfair to view people that way, especially people who are really trying to, to be your friend and be in your life. It's completely unfair to, to view them like that before they even have a chance to show you who they really are. Like, if you already have that kind of mindset and that viewpoint, you're going to kind of like throw these like fake, I guess these like fake personas onto them. Like you're going to, you're going to be like, they're going to be like this, this, and this before you even know them, before you even know like their traits. You're just already going to associate them with negative things, which is so unfair because like I said, like most people try and go forward in their life, trying to be it as nice as possible be the best person that they can be right that's what that's like the, I hope that's like the general public and how they try and view things so if you're already like associating them with being a dickhead like that's just not fair your past should not dictate your presence and I know that's difficult to do especially if you've been through some pretty harmful and damaging stuff but it, it's unfair. And it was, it was a lesson for me is that it was so unfair to treat my friends that way and to think that they would leave me. Because, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, like people talk about manifestation, like what you think will happen. And even if you don't believe in manifestation, like think of it this way, right? If you're continuously thinking about a thought, you are subconsciously going to act on it more and more and more, right? So if like you're continuously thinking like, like in terms of manifestation, and like a, a good example would be like, oh, I'm going to be rich, right? Like that's, you're continuously going like, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be rich. So in your brain, you're going to subconsciously start doing actions that would make you rich. Like you're going to start maybe like investing or something. You're going to start a business, right? Because you're like, I'm going to be rich, right? So your brain is going to do things or like, you know, try to get you to do things that would get you to that point because you're constantly thinking of that thought. So if that makes sense. So the same thing with like a negative thought, right? If you're like always thinking like, oh, like this friendship's going to end or this relationship is going to end because, you know, I'm annoying or like they're going to get sick of me. They're going to get sick of me. You're going to start acting out. You're going to actually start you know, doing the actions that you're thinking of, like, for example, like, how am I, how am I going to explain this properly? But like, if, if you think that your significant other, for example, is going to get annoyed of you, because you, you know, you have this fear of abandonment, and you have this fear of like, them not loving you anymore, you're going to consistently be like, oh, do you love me? Do you love me? And you're going to consistently question them over and over and over. And because of this behavior, and your constant doubt of them, they might end up leaving, you know, that they just might play into your fear because you're doubting them. You're painting them in a negative light just because of your own self-deprecation and your own kind of, you know, self-esteem issues and your own worries. Your own fears should not be projected onto people because your actions and your behavior directly affects those around you. That's just how it is, right? you start acting like the people around you, you start absorbing their behavior. And if you're constantly negative, that's going to bleed into everything. Right? If people people kind of um they like to match energy. That's what I was meant to say, right? 
So my particular situation, I was being a crappy communicator. I wasn't responding to people. So people match my energy. They didn't respond to me, you know, because it's like, hey, here's a taste of your own medicine, right? That's exactly something that I would do, right? If, if someone was, I was constantly reaching out to somebody and they were just ignoring me, you know, if they started messaging me randomly out of the blue, I feel like I would start ignoring them too just because it's like, it's a natural reaction or if I was like being petty. You, people like to match their energy because if you don't match your energy and you give too much to somebody who, you know, quote unquote doesn't deserve it, it's draining. It's so draining. Just mentally, emotionally, it's it's not sustainable to do. So that's why people match energy. If you have high energy, people will match your high energy. And if you have low energy, people match your low energy. That's why so many people, you know, they don't like to be around people who are always negative all the time, right? Because emotions bleed into other people. And if you're always negative all the time, other people are going to feel that as well, right? If you're if your like friend is crying and you know, going through a life crisis, when you go and see them, you're not going to be all happy and joyful. You're obviously, most people are like empathetic beings. So you're going to feel that kind of sadness as well when you're around them. And it's the same thing, just like with like your regular everyday life and your regular everyday emotions, right? If you're always kind of being negative or having some sort of negative association with you, you're, the people around you are going to do the same if that makes sense. So I get, I think I'm going to do like a more, you know, extensive podcast episode about that because I do have a lot to say in regards to, to negativity and how it affects those around you. But I'm going to leave that for another episode because I, if I, if I don't, I'm going to ramble on for another two hours. But yeah, just some food for thought. You guys, you're capable of being a bad friend. Take it from me. It's a horrible realization, but it's one you need to have so you can improve your friendships in the future or help you fix the ones that you have hurt. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. I know it got pretty long, but I hope you enjoy it. Let me know if you think these longer episodes are good or if you like the episodes that I do make when I'm like post-mental breakdown, post anxiety attack I feel like those are the moments where I quite literally have the most to say especially because this podcast is completely unscripted and it's just more like ramblings of you know things on the top of my head and just going off on topics that I feel like are important I feel like when I'm right after I'm extremely emotional I definitely when I have time to collect my thoughts I feel like that's when I have the most insight on things so I don't know I feel like it's always good to you know hear a different perspective so I mean let, let me know if that this resonated with you guys in any way and if you guys are also like bad texters and bad responders but yeah that's going to conclude episode number five I think yeah episode number five of the I don't know diaries which I've been doing pretty consistently which I'm pretty proud of um next week Maybe we'll try and do something a little more lighthearted because I feel like I've been getting into some pretty deep shit. But um, we'll see. 
how it is <laughs> for the next episode. But yeah, as always, if you guys have anything, comments, uh, anything you want me to talk about, feel free to hit me up on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, on Twitch or anything at Syrafic. That's S-Y-R-A-P-H-I-C. So feel free to tell me what you think about the podcast or, you know, um, anything you want me to talk about or, you know, any comments or anything like that. I would be happy to hear from you guys. And have a great week, and I'll see you guys for the next episode, episode six. Have a good one. Love you guys. Bye-bye.